Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season finale of the new golden era. I am still your host, Rob Diggy, a.k.a. Rob D, B.K.A. Rob D in the place to be. Uh, the last show for the season is the notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, or his government name, Christopher Wallace, who meant so much to hip-hop, hip-hop music. And I'm going to start this episode off with March 9th, 1997. Why is that date so significant? Because that, that is the day that we lost the Notorious B.I.G. Um, at a very young age. I want to say he was 24 years old when we lost Notorious B.I.G. And I remember exactly what I was doing the day that big pass. And I think I was watching I was watching TV. I was watching MTV. And all of a sudden, you know, like back in the day, the uh, uh, a notification on the bottom of the screen would pop up, like breaking news, and Torres B.I.G. passed away. And I was like, nah, man, no, nah, I don't believe that, man. That's whatever, man. And then it, it kind of came out to be true. And I was kind of stunned because we had just lost Pac, you know, six months prior. And I was like, nah, not big, man. And and then lo and behold, you know, the the I think it was uh, the Soul Train Awards was going on. Big one out there to, you know, go out there to, to show love and and we lost in the Torres B.I.G. And it was just so crazy because he was just on the rise of stardom. And we lost a great one. We lost, in my opinion, one of the top five Dead or Alive MCs that ever walked the planet Earth on that day. And I definitely want to, uh, and if anybody else that's listening or watching, uh, can also probably remember, you know, what they were doing, where they were at, where what they were doing when they got the news of, of the Notorious B.I.G. passing away. But uh, Biggie was and is still, to me, the king of New York City So uh, when it comes to rap. And I have a very special guest to come on and have a conversation with me about the Notorious B.I.G. And it goes by the name of Pop from the Barbershop. Now, if you don't know that name, Pop from the Barbershop, I need you all to do your hip-hop homework. If you go back to Biggie's first album, Ready to Die, there's a song called Warning, and the person that is paging Big... Uh, at, I think it's at 5.46 in the morning, crack of dawn, and now I'm yawning. That is Pop from the Barbershop. So Biggie, uh, you know, created a story about Pop, and lo and behold, Pop from the Barbershop is a real person. So I got a chance to meet Pop. I have him on board with us today, and he's going to spend some time with us talking about the Notorious B.I.G. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Pop in. Pop was good. What's happening with you, my good sir? And uh, introduce yourself to the audience, man. What's good, family? What's good, bro? And thanks for having me, too, man. Yeah, I'm the original Pop from the Barbershop from Brooklyn. I was big talking about the song. Yeah, uh, I, you know, and I always, thought, I always thought it was a fictional character. I did not know that was a real person all this time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So thank you, Pop, for being on with us. Thank you for being on our season finale. Uh, we are closing up 45 episodes, and you are the culminating event for the Notorious B.I.G., the King of New York. And I have a couple of accolades that I want to give off to the audience first before we jump into the actual episode itself. So, all right, uh, the Notorious B.I.G., uh, one of the greatest rappers to ever walk the earth. Uh, he has four Source Awards, three Billboard Awards, one VMA, two Soul Train Awards, uh, three ASCAP Awards, and he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the class of 2020. Our premise for our discussion is the two albums, uh, one in, that is a little bit outside of our spectrum for the new golden era, which was in 94, but it was dominant in 1995. That's what we're gonna talk about in this episode, and that is Ready to Die. Ready to Die is a six-time platinum album, Four and a half mics from the source. You all know the hits. Um, things done changed. Give me the loot. Uh, Machine Gun Funk. Warning. 
one more chance remix one more chance the original version the what which the only feature on the album is mr method man uh i don't know how he shows method man to be the only feature but he's the only one that is another assistant rapper on the album big papa unbelievable who shot you and then dreams you know kind of rounds it up where he's talking about messing with r&b chicks and stuff like that big just playing around having fun um and then a couple of years later march 25th 1997 is when he dropped a double album of life after death which sold 11 million albums and is one of 11 hip-hop albums that has diamond cells so there is only 11 in the entire history of hip-hop uh life after death is one of them and that was a double disc and we all know the hits from life after death hypnotized kicking the door i love the dough with jay-z more money more problems what's beef niggas bleed i got a story to tell me and pop were just talking about that i got a story to tell uh whether it was fictional, whether it was real, it was kind of like one of those things Biggie used to do, uh, you know what I mean? So uh, really dope with the storytelling, Notorious Thugs with uh, Bone Thugs of Harmony, Ten Crack Commandments, Going Back to Cali, uh, The Nasty Russ, The Nasty Joint, Sky's the Limit, uh, The World is Filled with Pimps and Hoes, Long Kiss Goodnight, and You're Nobody Until Somebody Kills You. And then he made some other hits as well during the same time frame. He was a feature on Totals Can't You See? He was a feature on Michael Jackson's album this time around. Uh, he was on the Get Money remix and the Get Money original version with Junior Mafia, Only You with 112. One of my favorites is You Can't Stop the Rain with Shaquille O'Neal. I love that verse he has on there. Crush on You with Lil' Kim. And of course, he was on Been Around the World, All About the Benjamins and Victory from the Puffy album, which I think was called, uh, what was it called? What was it called, uh, Pop? Was it no Way Out. No Way Out. No Way Out. That was released in the summer of 1997. So that is... And he was on a a song with a a guy named Tracy Tracy Lee that was popping. Word. Shout out to Tracy Lee, man. That's a good brother of mine. Good brother of mine from Philadelphia. Man, smash out to Tracy Lee. No no question. No question. So he did a lot of music, basically, Pop. I just tried to cram it all into one little section, right? So uh, there's not enough credit we can get to B.I.G. And my first question, Pop, for you is what does biggie mean to hip-hop man biggie mean everything to hip-hop like you know he's like especially for brooklyn and us he's the king of hip-hop you know he 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 changed the the way of hip-hop like before biggie came with his flow people was rhyming different like the way Big came with his flow, it, it was different. Like it was actually unbelievable. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody was rhyming like that. Yeah, yeah. He definitely was a master class in lyricism, master class in imagination, master class in creativity. I mean, no. Big, Big was incredible, incredible MC. No, no question. No his his question. flow was yo. His flow was crazy. I just was in the car and I was just listening to him like probably 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And the way he said shit was just crazy. Like he was like, I'm flaming gats, aiming that you fucking maniac, put my name in rap. What part of the game is that? Like you hustle backwards. I smoke backwards and Dutchie. You can't touch me. Dudes wasn't rhyming like that. He wasn't rhyming like that. He brought a whole method. He brought a whole new style of rhyming to the game. Yeah, it is, and it's still unmatched. In my opinion, he's still unmatched to this day. To me, is he's still unmatched. I mean, there's a few cats that are that are nice, but 
No one did it the way Big did that. to me. And I talked about this last week. So shout out to Miss Corona and Will from last week talking about Jay-Z. And I think Jay-Z was maybe maybe one of the few that was actually on the same level with Big in regards to lyricism. I think that Jay really honed his craft being around Big, being around his creativity, being around his lyricism. And I think he might have, and you know, lo and behold, years down the road, a lot of Jay's rhymes have Big's rhymes in it, right? So, I mean, people call it biting. I call it a, a form of flattery, but neither, neither here nor there. But um, I, I would say that he means everything. He is the the essence of hip hop. He was everything. He was, he was a hustler. He was beloved by his people. He was um, he was great at what he did. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, 10 million albums sold on the second album. I mean, like only 11 albums in the entire history of hip hop has pulled that off. And, you know, Life After Death is a phenomenal double disc, probably the best double disc uh, created uh, besides Pac, you know what I mean? Um, so my thing is for that, uh, Pop, when we talk more about the influence of Big, what does big mean in regards to lyricism? And you talked about this a little bit, but I get your your opinion. He changed how uh, rappers um, cre approach their craft. Here's what I mean by that. So you couldn't just get on the mic, you know, and do a little one, two, one, two, here we go. Like big didn't do any of that. He was very complicated, very calculated with his rhyme and his rhyme pattern. So how did he change hip hop and how we listen to it? He changed hip hop so major that if you know, if you just lived in New York or if you lived in Brooklyn and seen when he came out, the impact he had on our city, it was crazy. Like I knew he could rhyme, but one day my cousin Corey, he had brung big had his tape out. Like uh Ray to Die, it was on tape right before it came out. Right. And you know, dudes in the neighborhood had the tape. My cousin Corey came in with the tape and he was like, yo. Check out Biggie Smalls' new tape. Yo, he put that tape in there. Yo, we probably listened to that shit about 12 times. <laughs> no lying, like 12 times. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this dude is really nice. Yeah. Because yeah. me knowing Big, I knew he knew how to rhyme. But it's like, I, I never heard him rhyme like that. Yeah, yeah. So with, with that in mind, Pop, tell me a... What's an untold story? You knew Big, you knew Christopher Wallace. You knew him before he became the Notorious B.I.G. So what's an untold story? Or what was what is one of the, the things that you can share with the audience of a moment or something that happened that, that you can share with the audience? What is it, what is your fondest memories of, of Big before he was Big? Before he was Big, I just knew Big like the gamble. I knew Big like the gamble and Big like the money. Yeah. You know, I, I like I knew he was on his grind. Like he was from a different part of Brooklyn than where I was from. I was from Brownsville. Big was from Best Stop. But Big will always come to Brownsville where our man. Oh, he will always come to the plaza. And I used to be on a block called uh, St. Mark's in Saratoga where the group M.O.P. was from. Like mm -hmm. I used to hang out with them and he used to come up there. And he used to kick it with them, but he was always talking about money. Yeah. Like he was always like, yo, we're going to get some money. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Even when he came and talked to Fame and Billy Dan from MOP, he was talking about whatever they was doing. Like, yo, we're going to get some money off of this. Yeah. Yeah. And we are bullshit around. And before you know it, Dice had come out. 
and we have a little dice game or something like that. But he was always he was always chasing the dollar. Like yeah. that's my father's memory. He was always thorough. He wasn't no sucker in the street. He wasn't no no punk. He had a good heart. He yeah. was funny, but he was always chasing money. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wanted to hear your opinion about this pop. And that's also you know you talk about oh shout out shout out first to Billy Dance and Lil Fame from MLP, just phenomenal duo in hip hop. Let's get that out the way first. Well, too shout out to them to them shout gentlemen. Out to their them my day one sure. dudes. Them day one dudes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Them, them, them casters, man, I love to meet them because, yo, I, I used to bang their, their tapes like crazy. Uh, but anyway, um, getting back to the big conversation. Um, so when you think about Big, when he was first getting on and you mentioned how much he means to the, the borough of Brooklyn, how much he means to New York City. But he was also just just a lovable guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I used to watch, you know, videos of Big and how much beloved he was. You know what I mean? Like everybody from across the entire Industry of hip hop loved the notorious B.I.G. He was such a big personality, a great guy to be around from what it looked like to me. And I love this music. I love this creativity. And I, I'm, I was just a fan. You know, I mean, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so I've never lived in New York during the time of, of his rise of stardom. But I sure was watching and was paying attention. And I was think, looking to myself like, yo, like this dude is, is it. This is the king. This is the king of hip hop. When you think about that time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, between 94 to 95, you know, we some of us coined Illmatic as the best debut album of all time. A lot of people coined Ready to Die to be the best debut album. Whichever one is the answer that you choose, I'm okay with it. That's a matter of opinion. But I will tell you all, when you heard Juicy come on for the first time, you can relate to that. When you talk about Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, when I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Like, he just had dreams of being bigger than what he was from his surroundings and like people can can resonate with that so pop what what do you think about that well, the, my man? the crazy thing is remember i just told you his tape was floating around word word juicy wasn't on that tape mm. like juicy wasn't on that tape so even myself when i first heard juicy i'm like yo this shit is fire yeah like he he really was talking what he wanted to do and what he going to do once he get money? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, it came true. Like, Big became really like a playboy. Like, he went from Timberlands and hoodies to Kooji and Versace. Yep. yep. And he made that famous. Like, he made Kooji famous. We Absolutely. Didn't, Absolutely. We didn't know nothing about no fucking Kooji. <laughs> Absolutely. Versace we didn't know nothing about no Versace. Yeah, Versace Shades too. Shout out to that man. He def and he coined the phrase "Ashy the Classic." I remember him talking about that as well too. Like right. he did so much for hip hop, man. He's got so many quotables. He's got so many like he's done so much, and it's like um, I'm glad that he has a. If I remember correctly, Pop, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he has a, a street named after him. Where's that street named after him? It's, at? In, um, it's St. James. That's where he used to live at. It's called Christopher Wilder's Way now. Okay, and that's in Brooklyn. That's 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 his block on Brooklyn. Okay. On, okay. I don't on, on that. Fulton Street in St. James. That's 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 what's up, man. That's that's love, man. And I don't think you can. Uh, I don't I don't know if there's another man. I'm sitting here thinking like uh, of all the rappers that I've done episodes on, I cannot think of another beloved MC uh, from the hip hop community besides Pac. I mean, everybody loved Pac. Everybody loved Big, and it was it, to me, it's such a a sad story how both of their lives ended so early and they were friends you know what i'm saying they, they were they were homeboys they were they were good they were tight 
And it's just crazy how things fall apart. But I won't get into that, man. We're going to keep it positive on a positive note, man, because Big and his, and his music. And I want to talk about the music, Pop. I want to talk about the music, the, the sonic, the sonicness of, of Big. So what is your opinion about Ready to Die versus Life After Death? So which one do you typically run back to? Like both of them is, like both of them is my favorite album. Like I, I can't even choose between there one of them albums. <laughs> you know, just like I feel like Life After Death just got a couple of more hits. Yeah, and it, it, it just was like Biggie stepping his game up a little bit more from Ready to Die. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel but the they, same way. They, they both was they both was fire. Like you know they they. They both my they both my songs, man. <laughs> they they no, both my songs. It's hard, man. It's like choosing between two family members, right? Like you can't choose. You get, but I feel you, man, because when I um I choose Ready to Die myself personally, because when you listen to Ready to Die, when you put that CD on, you hear the hunger in Big. Like the hunger is real to me. By the time he made Life After Death, he already. You know, he was already a superstar at that point in, my, in his life, I think. So he was already, at that point, just sharpening his skills to me lyrically. Like, that's when he did so many versatile styles and storytelling. So to me, he graduated as an MC on Life After Death. But on Ready to Die, like, you hear the hunger of him wanting to get on, like, getting his people on and getting Junior Mafia on. And he was all about bringing everybody up. And that's one of the things that is a lost art, Pop. Um, yo, you... Hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Yo, when you say... Like he was about getting Junior Mafia on. Big was serious about his homeboys eating with him. He he was serious about if I got ten dollars and there's ten of us, everybody gonna get a dollar piece. That's what's up. Like he he was he was definitely serious about that, man. And shout out the whole mafia. All of dudes is my guys, man. Steve, Nino. I actually I actually hit Nino for um for you, but you know I think he has something going on tonight. Or whatever, so yeah, so it's scheduling conflicts. It's all good. See, Gutter, D Rock, Bristol, Chico, like Chico, Chico is my man too. Like, I I knew I I knew Chico like a little bit before Big, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Chico was like one of the first dudes I know. He used to hang out with my brothers here and there, yeah. So I got one last question, Pop, but then I want to start wrapping things up. My last question is final thoughts. If you could sit in front of Notorious B.I.G. right now, what would you say to him? What would you talk to Big about if he was here right Right now? now, The number one thing I talk to him about, I thank him for the shout out on that song. The shout out on that song to this day got me speaking to you right now. It got me getting the bookings that I get. It got me in a lot of doors. Yeah. Just because this man shouted me out in the song. Word. And being that he's a legend, it kind of make me a legend. Right. You know, so that's that's definitely one of the things I I be talking to him about. Two, I probably be laughing and joking with Big. Big was a funny dude. Yeah. You no, know, Big was a funny dude. He he'll keep you he'll keep you laughing. And three, I'll be trying probably trying to bust his ass out of some money. Like <laughs> I'll be probably trying to get him to gamble. <laughs> you know what, man? That that makes me smile because it's it's all about sometimes it's bigger than music. You know what I mean? Like he was he was a he was a superstar musically, but you you talked about um 
a lot of different things in a, in a short amount of time, how big his heart was, uh, the, the kind of man he was, the character that he actually had, how much he had respect in the street. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he could walk in any part of Brooklyn and be good. And now he just had so much love uh, from the people. He was definitely the people's rapper for sure. People love Big still to this day, myself included. I'm decked out in Big Gear myself. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Big. His lyricism, his contributions to hip hop is unmatched. And that is the reason why when I put this season together, I said, yo, I got to have Big as my season finale because of what he meant to hip hop music, hip hop culture. You cannot talk about hip hop without the Notorious B.I.G. And if he is not on your top five dead or alive list, I need you to reevaluate how you look at hip hop because he was tremendous and is a huge impact um, on hip hop. So Pop, I yo, thank you, man. I thank you for yo, your your stories and I thank you for your wisdom. Yo, you know what? Let me let me just give you this one story before we yeah, go. Go ahead, family. Go ahead. Go ahead. One night, one night, Jay Z. This is Jay Z, like first single of his first album, Reasonable Doubt. It was called Dead Presidents. He had a video shoot, and we all went to the video shoot. It was um. It was AZ. Everybody in the video. AZ, uh, Ms. Ms. Jones, yeah. Uh, Jay-Z and Biggie Smalls. Yeah. And they're, at the, they're at the table and they playing, they playing Monopoly <laughs> with real money, with real money. Actually, this night, yep. Jay-Z had brought something like $100,000 or $200,000 in cash. Wow. This back in 96. Yes. Yes. He brought the money in cash and he gave everybody either 50,000 or something like that a piece to play Monopoly for the video. Yep. yep. So we in there, we chilling. You know, they playing Monopoly. You know, that's the first night I ever knew what Chris Dow was. I used to think the shit was beer. <laughs> Jay Z had about. 10 bottles of Cristal, and they all at the table. They playing Monopoly. That night, we decided to leave and go to this club called The Tunnel. Okay. Now, this club called The Tunnel was like a major club in, 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 in New York, in Manhattan. Okay. If you ask anybody back in the 90s about The Tunnel, it was open on Sunday nights. They'll tell you this club was major. It holds okay. about 3,000 people. Okay. We actually went there, and we was in there, we was killing. C's was about Probably 14, <laughs> 14 or 15, something yeah. like that. But, you know, C's was Junior Mafia. So we all in the club that night and um, we chilling and we hanging out. And there's one picture that I got on my page with Big. This is the only picture that I got with Big. Okay. We decide that night to take some pictures. Actually, my brother like, yo, let's take some flicks. Yo, Big in here, smooth in here. Yo, let's take some pictures. And back then, you had to pay a cameraman to take a picture. <laughs> yep. You know, it wasn't no internet and no that's cell phone to camera. But we, we took this picture, yo, and that's the only thing that I can say, damn, yo, I wish I would have did more. Yeah. yeah. Like, the era we living in now was like a picture era, and I wish I had more pictures than just one. Yeah. But I got one to show people. Yep. I'm the real pop from the barbershop. Niggas back then wasn't taking pictures with rappers. A lot of niggas back then really ain't care about rappers in the club. It's true. They ain't, oh shit, such and such in here, let's take a picture how dudes do now. Right, right. Dudes act like girls right now. They see 
uh, Drake in a club, niggas trying to get in the fucking section and knock the bitches out the section. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't that type of party back then. Yeah. But that's the only thing I got that I hold close to my heart and I wish yeah. I did more. I wish I took more pictures with Big, man, because he's definitely a legend where we come from and he's definitely a legend in his game, man. And you know, I, I miss him a lot, man. Yeah, that's 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 heartfelt. That's heartfelt pop. And thank you so much, man. And I think with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start wrapping this episode up, wrapping the season up with one last nine second, a moment of silence for the late, great George Floyd and all of the others that we have lost due to social injustice. So, pop, if you could uh, join me in a nine second moment of silence and we'll get into the shout out portion here in a little bit, my good sir. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to George Floyd. Rest in peace to Notorious B.I.G. and all of the others that we have lost due to social injustice in the United States of America. Pop in the barbershop, my, my man, my big bro, man, share a lot of stories and a lot of wisdom today. But you get the chance, opportunity, my good sir, on this platform to give you a shout out. So who are your shout outs going to, homie? Well, I just want to shout out, for one, I want to shout out, you know, the whole Junior Mafia. You know, them, my niggas in. You know, they still show love, even though big going, you know, they they, they still treat a nigga good. So right. definitely got to shout them out. And they still holding it down heavy in Brooklyn. I want to shout out my guys, Smooth the Hustler and Trigger the Gambler. They're right. my day one dudes. I came in and um, just my just my my brothers, you know, um, my brother Cool, my brother Smoke, my brother Dre, my brother DB, Carl G. You know, that's my team. Word. I want to shout out uh, a homegirl, Drama 610. My man, the real half, the hustler. He a guy, you know, I, I do parties and stuff with. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, I, I want to mention, I want to shout out my man, Troy Wallace, here in the feds, you know. And uh, I want to let everybody know that we got an app out right now. Okay. The app is for kids. It's called Early Bird. It's free on the Apple Store. It's free on Google Play. It's for kids one through eight years old. It's a learning app. It's very educational. Right. And it got games on it. So, you know, anybody out there that got kids, you know, download the app, man. Check it out. Word. I'm doing that today. As soon as I get off this line with you, for, for my granddaughter, for sure, man. man. That's, that's, that's a good look, man. Appreciate the pop. And uh man, I'm just thinking about season three pop. It's been a it's been a roller coaster, man. 16 weeks in a row, 16 different artists, 16 different personalities that have contributed to hip-hop hip-hop culture so my list of shout outs are just going to be to everybody that contributed to season three uh and i got the list of names in front of me so i'm gonna name everybody off and then we're gonna wrap things up shout out to scott nolan tk from lucid paradox uh the big homie young bleed from the old no limit days shout out to the wild tuna up in philadelphia shout out to flow from queens new york Shout out to my day one ride or dies, Frank and Will B. Uh, shout out to Will being on the show 14 times. Uh, shout out to Oren and Tish Love from Brooklyn. Shout out to 36 and Brimstone. Shout out to my boy Showtime who put this connection together. So shout hey, out to you, Showtime. Shout out Showtime. I forgot about Showtime. Yeah, shout, shout out to Showtime, Showtime man. That, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my dude, man. Shout out to you, Showtime. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. Shout out to you uh, for that show, for the hookup. Shout out to Samantha Lavelle. Shout out to my brother, Matt D. Shout out to OG Check the Dawn. Shout out to J-Bone from the J-Bone Show in the uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shout out to Satisfy Rap. Shout out to Miss Corona. 
uh, who came on last week for Jay-Z. And shout out, of course, to Pop from the Barbershop coming on board to close out our season. It has been a blessing, and I'm truly humbled to be a part of hip-hop in this way. And that is all that we have for this week. We will see you all back in Season 4 when we talk about the 2000s, a whole different time frame in hip-hop. And uh, But it's sad to close this chapter for, for my favorite 10 years uh, of the 90s. So, Pop, that's all we got this week, man. We'll see you all next time. Stay all right. Before Yo, you go, I just got to let you know, man. We got to right. get my boys up there. I, you know, I, I do work with Cassidy. I work mm. with Votto. Mm. I work with Jim Jones. Mm. You know, and the late, great Fred the Godson. So, you know, we got we to gotta set something up, man. So you Let's tap get, in, man. Let's do it. Man. Let's do it. Let, hey, you know where I'm at, man. Let's do it. Let's get these. Let's get these. Um, And that one of the reasons why, and the audience knows this, too. One of the reasons why I decided to do this was for educational purposes. We need to know who paved the way for where artists are now in hip hop. There is a history, a long history, even before right. I was even born, uh, to get to where we are. And that is the reason why I got involved in this. And a big part of the history is a notorious B.I.G., the King of New York. So, uh, so shout out to you, Pop. And yeah, we're going to connect soon, man. It's going to be the last time we see each other. For my audience, you all stay humble, stay hydrated, it's hot, and we'll see you guys in season four. All right, stay peace and uh, stay hip-hop. One double zero, man. Peace. Peace.